the series. Um, and uh, for those of you that know how we do things here at Potter's House, that means we're going to a new book of the Bible. Uh, we just finished up Nehemiah. Uh, and to uh, tell you where we're going next, I'm going to ask you a little question. in it and things that we're going to look at. Um, it also has some very challenging passages uh, that we will wrestle with, uh, because as you know, here at Potter's House, we don't just skip around and pick and choose what part we want to listen to, but we're going to listen to all of it, because we believe it's the Word of God, so we're going to wrestle with some tough things in here. Um, and Hebrews does a lot with the issue of, as New Testament Christians, as Jesus people, um, how do we view and we look at the Old Testament, the Old Covenant? system, how do we understand that? And so we'll be looking at a lot of that, and so that's part of why we thought it would probably be a good book to go to after we just spent the time in Nehemiah, we're looking at, at a lot of the Old Testament stuff there, uh, so we thought that this would be a, a logical next step to help us kind of understand even what we've been covering better. Um, but Hebrews is also a very unique book in the Bible. Um, for one, uh, we don't know who wrote it, we don't know who the human author was, Of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit got the words that are in it. Um, but uh, in, in biblical theological circles, when it comes to the book of Hebrews, probably the most talked about thing about the whole book is the topic of, well, who wrote it? Um, and there's all these different kind of educated guesses that people make and, and uh, look into who was it this person or was it that person and so on and so forth. And uh, personally, I by the, the arguments for a guy named Apollos. Um, but uh, the point is, we don't know. And I think that's part of the point. The author didn't really want us to know. Um, Hebrews isn't really about him. Um, it's about teaching God's people. Um, and so Hebrews is very unique in that sense of like, uh, where it's located in the Bible, we would probably want to compare it to like maybe one of Paul's letters um, or something like that. And, uh, but when we there's going to be differences in how we understand it compared to one of Paul's letters. In Paul's letters, we understand those letters in the context of this was the Apostle Paul writing to this specific group of people about a, usually about a specific situation that was going on with them and how to deal with that. We don't have that in the book of Hebrews. Instead, what we have is kind of um, a blanket thing for, for all Christians, especially Christians coming from a Jewish background, about how do you understand life in Christ uh, now that you have Jesus. Um, and so it's more of a broader context. Also, the style of writing is different. Like with Paul's letters, Paul writes specifically in like a letter format. Um, like with the, and then like compared to like the Gospels, the Gospels are written uh, more in like a, a historical account format. Um, well, Hebrews is really written. Uh, those that are, are scholars in this, these kind of things and really study the language and everything, they say that this is one of the best written uh, Greek sermons um, that we have, uh, that it was written in the format of a sermon that they would have at that time. Um, and so that was kind of the format that 
sermon uh, for that to then be passed around and read uh, to the churches and to the Christians for them to learn from. Um, but one of the, uh, the things about it is it, it does have just some great theology, some great theological concepts. And as any good sermon, right from the start, it goes in and start, starts laying out, uh, these are some of the topics we're going to talk about in this sermon. And so instead of, like, Paul's letters where we start with uh, the Apostle Paul to the Christian that so-and-so, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and introduction all that, uh, instead of that, in Hebrews, we just have, boom, here's the content, we're getting into it, we're getting deep right off the start. And so our goal for today is to cover his introduction, which is the first four verses, uh, which in uh, the Greek has one sentence. Um, in this, these first four verses... Spend four weeks, uh, but we're going to try to cover it all today. Uh, in fact, even in this sermon today, uh, I have two outlines. Um, so two sermon outlines. The first one we're just going to blow through, so you, you have it. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. And then the second sermon outline, we're going to dig into a little bit more. But, uh, but yeah, so you're getting two for the price of one today. So you guys better be uh, good at listening. Um, but uh, a big topic. Start introducing here is an answer to the question: Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Um, uh, last night after I finished this message, uh, Brittany, uh, I think it was Chris, I sent Brittany this little thing she put on the internet, and it's pretty funny. Um, and so Brittany passed it along to me, and I just, I just wonder if maybe uh, this is some people hear when they hear us talking about Jesus. It's a, a newspaper article. Um, it says, Florida couple arrested for selling tickets to heaven. A couple in Florida, Tito and Amanda Watts, were arrested a few days ago for selling golden tickets to heaven uh, to hundreds of people. They sold the tickets on the street for $99.99 per ticket. Told buyers the tickets were made from solid gold that each ticket reserve the buyer a spot in heaven. Simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you're in. Tito Watts said in his police statement, I do not care what the police say. The tickets are solid gold. And it was Jesus who gave them to me behind the KFC and told me to sell them so I could get me some money to go to outer space. I met an alien named Stevie who said... If I got the cash together, he would take me and my wife on his flying saucer to his planet that is made entirely of drugs. You should arrest Jesus because he is the one that gave me the golden tickets. I'm willing to wear a wire and set up Jesus. In his police statement, Amanda Watt, in her police statement, Amanda Watt said, We just wanted to leave Earth and go to space and do drugs. I did not do anything. Tito sold the golden tickets to heaven. I just watched. The police said they confiscated over $10,000 worth in cash, drug, paraphernalia, and a baby alligator. Well, that's an interesting So, I ask you, is Jesus someone who sells golden tickets to heaven behind KFC? Is that who Jesus is. 
one of the main topics of Hebrew to Jews is the Pentateuch. The whole Old Testament system, all of that, of Jesus is better. Jesus is better than all of that. How is Jesus better? What do we see here that the authors tell us about who Jesus is? Who is Jesus? First, we see in verse 2, it said, um, in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. And Jesus is God's prophetic voice.
praise the glory of God. How is that appropriate for the new year? Because isn't it just praise the glory of God? That's why Jesus is better than the Old Testament systems. The Old Testament methods that God gave for communicating with man were limited. You see, what we see in the Old Testament is when, when God would start to reveal part of his glory to people, people would how would they respond?
comes with its own ways for nervous system. Like this, this, this thing is designed well, right? And all of these factors are completely dependent on one another. And so for me to come to a conclusion of the way that this got here and it got like this was over billions and billions of years, all of a sudden an organism decided, I just need to lug around a thing. I don't know what it's going to be for, but after maybe a few more billion years, then I'll start using it for something. But that is, that, that doesn't work for me. Well, whenever people that are really into this talk about genealogy, people tell me, oh, well, the fossil record completely proves all of it. And I say, well, okay, well, the fossil record which was the first one that was in the really holding it all together and Jesus is really in control over all of it and what is he 
you've seen the news today that basically the whole fire, and of course Australia is on fire. Where is Jesus in that? Why, how is he holding that together? Why doesn't he send the rains? Why doesn't he stop that? This is
Thank you. 